Dearly beloved, we are gathered today to witness the joining of two Welcome to The Corner Booth, our weekly podcast where we discuss all things weddings, relationships, and everyday quandaries. We're your hosts, Cynthia and Megan, two wedding professionals that have seen it all and are here to help you through it. So grab your favorite beverage and let's, let's get, get cozy. cozy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Megan. Hi, how are you? Good. How was your memorial weekend? Oh, just so nice and relaxing. Yeah. We did Absolutely nothing. That's um, nice. It's like the first Memorial Day weekend in like God knows how long that we just didn't have any events or weddings or anything. So, so you got the it. whole weekend off just to be able to relax and hang out. Whole weekend. And nice. Friday was such an easy day at work. I just kind of like finished my stuff early and went home and just took a long, long extra weekend. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, I still had a wedding, but instead of having multiple, we just had one on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I still got to enjoy myself. Afterwards, was it in the event center or the tent this weekend? Uh, it was in the tent. Okay, yeah. I'll say it was beautiful. So I don't know why <laughs> anybody would want to be inside, right? Yeah, we did keep, close the walls, but you know, and had some AC. Everyone after the ceremony was ready to be inside the tent because it was hot out during that. But I will say, I was super nervous because five in the morning, uh, Saturday morning, I woke up in a pure panic because I heard thunder and lightning, oh. and I was like holy shit I this wasn't on the radar I don't think was it and so I like woke up checked the weather and saw that it was gonna pass in a couple hours so luckily by the time everyone arrived it was nice out again and I didn't have to worry about inclement weather (laughs) is it bad that I like heard the thunder and like didn't even consider that you had a wedding outside (laughs) I mean if you don't have a wedding I don't know why you'd think about it maybe last week when we had a wedding together you would have thought about it yeah 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 no but everything was smooth and it was great um um, good kickoff to wedding season. Um, we had one little thing where I was went down to the ceremony to check on everyone, see if they're going well. And the bridal party was going was you know they're they're going down the aisle, and the bride was hiding on the bridge. And so I was just kind of waiting out there and watching. And then finally, once the last person on the bridal party was going, I like went around the corner to be like, "Are you ready?" And then all of a sudden, I hear people freaking out, and she doesn't have her flowers. And I'm like, you are literally going right now. So I had to sprint and from court, which is the furthest spot, um, like to the, like the furthest side. Is court the one with a really big tree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the birch trees and that oak tree. And I had to sprint because, well, two of the like, uh, personal attendants were running. And so I was running with them because I was like, oh, I'll see if I can help in some way. And they were probably in heels. Yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> so running with heels, bringing it so back full circle. You would have been a little faster in <laughs> yeah. some sneakers yeah. or flats or whatever. Yeah, I did have flats on. I almost wore um, heels that day. But since it was outside in court, I, I wore, I wore the, the flats. And so I started going off with them. And they had to run to the winemaker's house and try and find them. And then I was like, I'll find the golf cart at the same time. And so I was trying to find the golf cart. I got, they got the flowers, hopped on, and I was like, get on the golf cart. And then I looked, and there's no keys in the golf cart. Remind you that, like, everyone is already waiting. Like, everyone, they're waiting for the bride to go down the aisle right now. And we're over here in the other side of the, the grounds freaking out. And then I, like, ran the tent to go find it, and I couldn't. And I got back, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't find it. So this girl started running, and she's got heels on. And I was like, give them to me. Literally sprinted down there, and it was fine. They made it in time. But, my God, have I realized that I have not worked out in a while. Yeah. Um, 
But also, that's kind of like that boss ass bitch mentality. Right. Mental, men, mental, man, mentality. Mentality. Oh my gosh, <laughs> words are hard. We haven't even started drinking yet. I know. Well, actually, this is a good segue though. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I was going to say, but like the fact that you literally were running in probably a dress. Yep. Oh, yeah. I was in a dress. I was in a skirt. Skirt at least. Mm-hmm. And kind of saved the day yeah oh it was good God. it's kind of fun when you do that because they're like oh my god thank you so much and I'm like no problem and I was like I'm glad I, ca- I could do something that really saved the day for you guys Just so right into it. my thank you note later please <laughs> right <laughs> buy me a glass of wine later <laughs> right oh well okay speaking of wine okay so we're recording in the Marquette suite at Chancaska and so this is usually where like grooms will hang out in when getting ready um and so I thought it was only fitting to have the Minnesota Marquette wine for us to drink today so I have it here and I just love the sound of a pop so we're gonna do that hold on I didn't do it yet I was just afraid you're gonna hit your face I know okay that was pretty not too crazy we did it so while you pour Megan so I have the Minnesota Marquette and so it's a Chancaska um wine and I think it's 2019. Yeah. And so it's a mix of Minnesota grapes. Uh, Honestly, it has a little bit of spice. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like it's also really smooth. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't leave like a weird wine aftertaste. I know nothing about <laughs> wine. I am not good at selling. Like, it tastes delicious. You're not supposed to be professional in the wine part, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, this is why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I work in a winery, but wine's not my forte. <laughs> But, yeah, because it does say on here, um, aromas of red, currant, um, black olives, and then ripe plums, smoked meat. So I feel Ooh, like you hit the, it on the nose The smoked that. meat and plum. I get yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. And I will say a fun fact that not everyone always knows. Just because it says that stuff on the tasting notes, does that mean that any of those things are in the wine? But that's just kind of what some people get when they are tasting it. And I think it shows through because we tasted that as well. I guess I didn't realize, like, when people say, like, oh, it tastes like this, or you may taste this, that it's actually not in there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The more you know. Interesting. <laughs> I can't wait till we have, like, a wine person on here and, like, oh, it'd be really fun to a actually do, like, yeah, a wine, like, have the winemaker come mm-hmm. in and actually, like, let us sample multiple things and like which one do you get this note with and then we can taste test and then Mm -hmm. and maybe we can have the listeners do it with us we can tell them what wines and they can try it at the same time how about like a live tasting recording that'd be good yeah yeah i think we know some people (laughs) (laughs) so today we're talking about you're engaged now what and we all know that wedding planning doesn't just start with once you are engaged, there are stuff beforehand, but that's for another time. And this time we really want to focus on the real part of planning now that you are engaged. And where do you start? Mm-hmm. Social media. Right. First thing that people do is they're going to post on social media. Yeah. And one thing that I love though about, I don't know if it's just like our generation today, but like 
some people like to keep it private for a while. I mean, Becca Kufrin from The mm-hmm. Bachelor just got engaged. Well, well actually, I just found no. because she proposed. Yeah, and she proposed. <laughs> and according to the Instagram post, they got engaged a while ago. Yeah, and I did say they kept it private for a while. So it's so funny. Like some people are super social media heavy, and some people aren't. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's like, usually is going to be a post of some sort at some point. So I think that's one thing is like, when do you do it? Is you keep it private for a while, or do you tell people immediately? immediately or do you put a post out right away um you never everyone's a little bit different yeah and there's no way to go about it or right way to go about it right uh when my husband and I got engaged we were up at like our family's cabin and everything and Mm -hmm. obviously people were there so our families found out right away and then of course since my family found out minutes afterwards we called my husband's family and told them Mm -hmm. and then we kind of waited to post on Facebook for a couple of days because I wanted to tell one of my friends in person because mm-hmm. she had been begging for us to get engaged <laughs> for a long time. So we made a whole little scene. So we waited a little bit to like post it yeah. online. But we told like our close friends and stuff that we were engaged. And family, yeah. yeah I think that is pretty normal and, and what people do. Yeah, you see it right away but on social media, but that's because, yeah, I think most of my friends have told me ahead of time or I found out from a phone call before social media for the most part too. Yeah. But that does seem to be one of the first things you tell people. You tell your fans, you tell your family, you tell everyone in some manner, social media or in person or whatnot it might be. How, how do you feel about engagement parties? Well, I feel... I think they're awesome. I think they're fun, but you don't, they're not, you know, I would have expected the trend to come and stay for a while, but you haven't really seen a big push on it, but I, it's, it's not as popular. I don't think. Yeah. I don't, or at least in this area. And like, I've seen people do like an engagement party, like a couple months after the actual proposal and stuff like that. And that's Mm -hmm. really kind of like announce like their wedding date and stuff like that. But I honestly can't tell you the last engagement party I've ever been invited to. Right. I have been, um, I had been invited to one, but it was right in the beginning. It was, it was one of those, like, definitely, like, you just found out. But, yeah, I think it's one of those where, it's not one of those topics that people look at, like, okay, I'm engaged now. Now do I do it or don't I? I, I think it's more of someone is either doing it for you or planning it and decides just to, to do it if they see fit. I feel like it almost is a little too overwhelming because, like, you start you get engaged, you start planning, you start doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then sometimes it's probably honestly kind of overlooked, but I mean, I'm kind of here right. for engagement parties coming back. Yeah. I mean, you're already starting to plan a huge party. Like why do a little one as well? Yeah. So part of me is like, ah, what's the point? But it is fun. Like being engaged, you're not engaged for very long, like usually a year, maybe two years at most. And you want to enjoy it, like calling your fiance, your fiance and uh, living it up to as much as it can be. And so I think this is one way that if you want that, that's a way to do it. So I think that one big thing once you get engaged too is the biggest thing is your ring. So Mm, when you get, I think there's so many different people, people that are on different ways that either they helped plan and pick out the ring and some it's a complete surprise. So once you're engaged, what do you do like with the ring? Yeah, I guess I don't know. Cause mine, it was like the second I got my ring, I immediately am like, oh shit. Okay. She's a little too big, (laughs) Uh, but that's fine. Cause my husband and I didn't go and try on rings. You mean prior. like size wise? Yeah. Like yep. on your finger, like oh. it was too big for your finger. Yes. It was too big for my finger. <laughs> like, no, honey, give me the biggest diamond in the world. I'll wear it. Um, but 
we so we did have to go and like get my ring resized but it was like the smallest little bit that had to get resized so I just mm-hmm. put a spacer in and then I realized in the summertime when my hands swell I don't need the spacer in anyways right so, and so did you guys help pick out the ring together or did he do it all on his own he weirdly did it all on his own but with the help of my family okay. that makes any sense because so my diamond came from my grandma mm-hmm. and my grandpa and then when they passed away they gave it to my dad and then my dad gave it to Mike, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. So so ours was kind of more like a family heirloom, but like, what do you, like, Like how did you you decide the the setting and, or how did he decide the setting and all that? He took it to Jeremiah William Simon and they took care of it and I didn't ask questions. Okay. Okay. I kind of gave Mike a little bit of like a, here's my Pinterest board. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm pretty sure my friend Laura did, but (laughs) regardless of the fact. Right. Um, But like, have you thought about that now that you like, you're kind of in that area? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think I've, uh, being around it so much and having friends and that are married and engaged. Um, I just, I try on everyone's ring (laughs) just cause I'm like, Ooh, what will I like? I have no idea. And so I've started to kind of figure out what I think I like. And that's, I think it's just different personalities of people because I don't know if I could just be like, Hey, go get it. Like you got it. I think I'd want more of a say in it, but I think that not always the people that want to say have a say. And so I think that it's like one important thing to mention is that if you don't like your ring, you can always change it. Right. And I think it's one of those taboo things to bring up where there's different ways about it though. You know, there's certain things that might be sentimental. Some people like, this is the diamond that he proposed in. I'm going to keep this diamond, but you might change a setting or maybe it's, something else like the setting that you like and you're like okay but let's let's upgrade it or something at some point so it really just depends on the people in the relationship um but I just want there not to be a stigma on on that and I think that so many people don't want to talk about it or say that that might be something um when I think it's more real and prevalent than people think or if it's something where you don't want to spend a lot of money on a ring right away because one, you want to save up a little bit to pay for the wedding or you want to save up to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think ways to go about that is getting like those family heirlooms and then mm-hmm. modifying them later in life or adding in like bands or something like my wedding band cost me $199 and mm-hmm. it is very plain. It is very simple mm-hmm. because in five, six years. I don't know how long I've been married. Um, we could always like change it or we could always add another one or stuff like that. Right. But one thing I don't hear enough people talk about is insuring your ring. Mm -hmm. Um, because that is terrifying. Could you imagine like losing it and it not being insured? Oh God, I'm the most accident prone. And I know that Nick is not going to listen to this, but if he were to, he'd be, he knows right away that I would need to, I think he's scared because he's like, you're going to lose something. Yeah. But yes, that's the biggest, my, I'm scared to wear something that wear, that's a lot of money because I'm a little nervous about that. So insuring it right away, hands down, do that right away. And it's not that much money. I think for every <clears throat> thousands of dollars or something it is, it's like mm-hmm. just a couple dollars. I mean, so for a year insurance, you're maybe looking at 10, 20 bucks. Like, I mean, it's so hard to know, of course, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. it's not expensive to insure your ring for the peace of mind that it's insured right yes and since I'm not there so what does the insurance all sometimes cover are they different like do you to be honest I really don't know I should (laughs) we should I I don't know honestly like I brought when we got engaged I 
brought, I went in and got like the ring appraised, everything like that, and then sent it to our insurance agents. And then mm-hmm. he, he combined it with our home and our car. So I, it's all in there. I think the old, it covers literally like loss. Like if I were to lose like a little like band diamond or something like that, mm-hmm. like it covers all of that oh, stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, now if we were to lose like the big diamond, I don't know how that works because it's also a family heirloom. Oh yeah. So I think it's like different if it's like a family right well you didn't just pay he didn't pay for it at the store yeah he didn't get it at the place this is also a great topic that we need to have if we ever have a jeweler in yes oh yeah they're gonna be able to answer those questions like really (laughs) fast yeah we'll we'll jot that down (laughs) well okay so after you I mean like I I was gonna say is I've had friends where I've had this conversation with them before and I've had one where, you know, they did change the setting on it because she had two options that she wanted and they ended up going, he, you know, picked the other one, but then she was like, ah, you know what, maybe I do want the other one. It's still the same, it's still the same, um, ring and they did it together. So they still had that and did that. And I have another friend who, you know, has sworn and is like, no, this is, this is the diamond and this is the ring that he proposed with. I will keep this forever in my life. So I think no matter which way you go about it is okay. And not one is less sentimental than the other. I think that's important for people to feel that way. <laughs> yeah. No, a hundred percent. So now that you have your ring, it's time for engagement photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're choosing your engagement photos, do you wait? Like, I want to know what other people have done. Have they waited for a certain season or did they immediately just get it done? And then that's like maybe why people have waited to post on social media too, is because they wanted mm-hmm. to do with their photos. I feel like when we did wedding photography back in the day, it was, what I always found, it was I had everybody that was getting married in the fall, they did spring or summer engagement photos. Mm -hmm. If they were getting married in the summertime, they did fall engagement photos. Mm -hmm. I also had some couples that when they did their fall wedding, they did fall engagement. It's so, I don't, there's no rules, of course, for it, but I mean, personal preference. Right. Yeah. I think that there's... I th- think nowadays, sometimes people will get engaged, and uh, some. I guess most people kind of know it's coming. So some already, like as they get engaged, the day they get engaged, they'll do engagement photos and then mm-hmm. use those. But, it's such an orchestrated ordeal now, actually, like mm-hmm. getting engaged. Mm-hmm. Like, my proposal is not that way. But like I watch like <laughs> the ones on TikTok come through, and sometimes they're very emotional, like all the thought and energy that's put into them Mm -hmm. so like why not have a photographer there and just start snapping all those pictures right you already want them there to take photos of it so then you might as well just kill two birds with one stone and uh, get it done right then there yeah I I agree I think that I think time of year some people are going to be particular on it but some are going to just be like whenever it really depends on how long is your engagement how long are you doing how much time do you have to plan this out and to care about that (laughs) (laughs) that is true i i honestly would say though like the best time of year for shooting them is that like time right when spring is hitting summer and Mm -hmm. like the trees are those like the apple blossom trees i think that's what they're they're that beautiful like white and pink colors Mm -hmm. and it just uh, all of the weddings right now that i've been having have that and it's so pretty I love it. It looks happy and it looks, I mean, I love fall and I love winter, but that little spring, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like everybody's mood is just so much better and that's very true. 
So all of the engagement photos, engagement parties, and you know, figuring out the ring and announcing on social media are all the fun things that you do right off the bat when you get engaged. Then you just start getting into like the more nitty gritty um, of planning and kind of get down to it and start actually making some progress on things. And so I think the next step and the biggest thing would be to build your guest list um, or maybe you start with venue shopping first. So it's one or the other. They kind of go hand in hand. But how do you know which one to do first? Mm-hmm. That's like the hardest question. Right. Like, I think people who are going to know they're going to have a really large guest count of like 300 know they have to, you know, do their guest count to figure out how many they're going to have before they start doing some venue shopping. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, though, like, because like, when you look at, like, a space like Chankaska or the Capitol, we're right both around that 300 marker, like, mm-hmm. a little bit less. I think you guys are. Well, the event center is 350, but the tent is 225. We, so we have, like, so many couples that come into the venue, and they're like, well, our number's about, like, 300, 315. And I'm like, you could literally narrow that down just a tiny bit if uh-huh. you really wanted to, mm-hmm. um, to be able to fit in this space. But right. It's so hard to know what to do first. Mm-hmm. I think you need to decide on what's more important. Some people come in and they're like, oh, we don't know our, our, our guest count yet. They know like 100 to 150 or 200 to 250. And they know a little bit of that, but they don't necessarily know exactly what it's going to be. And then they would just do whatever the venue says that the max is. Um, but then some have to kind of play it out knowing, okay, we're doing this much. Now we can only go to these places. So I think it's important to determine your guest count and know if you're flexible on, on it or not when deciding on your venue. Because there's a lot that goes into that, and we know specifically a little bit more about that um, than meets the eye, which we'll get to. Yeah, <laughs> at a later time. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, how – the one thing, like – I've always thought about and like even like when we were planning our own wedding was like where do you cut off your guest list Mm -hmm. because obviously you have a budget to factor in Mm -hmm. and like if you have 250 people but you can't budget for 250 people it's like how do you know who to cut off like Mm -hmm. do you keep it at your immediate family and like close relatives like how how do you know because I'm honestly budget it's the biggest thing in right. my opinion when it comes to wedding stuff it's also the hardest thing because yeah. you never necessarily know how much if you're having anyone help you how much they're going to and or how much you're willing to pay yourself so that's obviously what number one thing that's important to do but sometimes is overlooked or ignored because it's a hard pill to swallow well and it money is the hardest thing to talk about mm-hmm. and i mean you don't want to like go up to somebody and be like, Hey, I want to spend $80,000 on my wedding. And people just look at you like, Oh, that's how much you're going to spend. Yeah. Right. Great. Mm -hmm. But like, have you ever had those couples come in and you're like, what is your budget? Like, what do you want to spend with this? And I'm like, we have no budget. And I'm like, Oh, I love you. Please sign now. I don't, (laughs) I don't know how to work without these. I need, I need, um, right. An outline of knowing, yeah. I need to know where the line is Mm -hmm. here. Like, how much money can you spend? Mm -hmm. I think with my two different venues, when couples come in, it's a matter of having that conversation to know if they, like, they know that the event center is in their budget or if it's a little bit outside of it. And then maybe the tent's their option, too. Um, Because you have to also factor in, like, the biggest thing is budget and food with the amount of people, all of those three factors together is going to tell you what you're going to be spending your food versus how many people. But 
depending on the venue you choose as well, is going to determine like how much extra decor you want to have or you need. Um, like in my own opinion, I think that the tent in my venue needs a little bit more decoration just because there's not as much uh, character down there as maybe there is in the event center. I think it's beautiful down there. You have more of the outside feel and everything too. So you have all of the greenery from that. Um, but some people need to know, like, if you're going to be spending just as much on your decorations, no matter which venue you are at, then you have to know how much you're willing to spend on your venue too. But I think that's a lot to think about. I know. I'm, I'm like getting <laughs> overwhelmed right now. Just thinking of you talking about that. I'm like, I'm not even planning a wedding right now. <laughs> I know. I've got it all in my I'm head. getting for overwhelmed <laughs> for you. Um, but like, what's so nice is like today's technology and like all the blogs and the brands and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Like there's so many budget calculators that literally you can put all of your information in and they can figure it out for you. Yeah. Or like you can put it all in and it's there. Just make a Google spreadsheet and kind of keep track of it on there. And then when it's time for you to sit down with your families, you can start figuring out like, Hey, how are we going to divide and conquer this? Mm-hmm. Or like, mm-hmm. are my husband and I going to be, paying for everything ourselves or is our parents going to help out or our step parents going to help out or mm-hmm. uncle Joe from Idaho like <laughs> who's going to help us or are we going to take it upon ourselves to do this ourselves right and even on that divide and conquer not only do you need to know for budgeting but also for planning because our heads are already spinning and we're not even planning a wedding yeah so having those people that are going to be helping you plan the wedding and certain like you know finding different vendors and uh, buying things for leading up to it and everything too. So I think that's one of the biggest things is figuring out who's behind you and who's in your wheelhouse and who you're going to utilize during this planning process. And like, honestly, moms, grandmas, Mm -hmm. aunts that really want to help, like sometimes those are great people to call on and be like, I'm feeling very overwhelmed picking between these florists. Can you go meet with them? Mm -hmm. And like, if you have somebody in your life that can do that for you, amazing because Mm -hmm. they feel wanted and included and it also takes stress off of you too right yeah as long as you're okay with giving some of that up but what's also nice too is that that's a nice time for you to decide if you're going to be having a plan or help you or not too or doing it kind of the DIY route Mm -hmm. yeah so how are you doing already how are you designing it what's it going to look like and are you doing it alone or are you just going to hire someone to let them do it for you or go on to the, you know, make it a real deal or go online and find all the things that you want and collect them over the time to do it yourself. It's crazy. So this is kind of like on that topic a little bit. We just did a, like a newspaper article for um, sustainable weddings Mm -hmm. and Katie from parties and weddings plus was somebody that was interviewed too. And she, she made a great comment. It's just like, do you really want to go out and spend all this money on all of this stuff that literally after the wedding, it's just going to sit around and not do anything Mm -hmm. with. So, and if that's the kind of wedding that you want to do, because you want to handle it all yourself, you go, you do it, you do it. You have a lot more will and power than I do. But like (laughs) you could just hire somebody to do it as well. And one that helps with sustainability if that's what you're into. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, but they can also then, I mean, after the wedding's over in my eyes, I'm not going to want to have to do extra stuff. I don't want the clutter of that stuff sitting there. And so after that, I feel like you have to go sell it. 
Some people are fine. Put it on there. Everyone's getting married. Someone's going to buy that stuff from you. So more the merrier. Just put it out there and you can sell it. And then you can have exactly what you wanted and then make some of your money back from that um, is a really good option. But if that seems like a lot of extra work, then getting a planner and having them do it or even yourself, like you, you coordinate and you plan and you do decorations at your venue. Mm-hmm. So okay. utilizing you. Yeah, only at the cap room though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like that's what's so nice is I mean, there's so many planners and decorators and mm-hmm. all this stuff around the area. And then I mean, once you start kind of getting a general idea, you can start reaching out and researching all these people and mm-hmm. I don't know, it just there's such a wide network of people. And you can also just listen to this podcast too and find out <laughs> who you should go to in the local yeah. area. <laughs> we should really just be plugging ourselves right now because we can help. <laughs> right. We kind of forgot about that. <laughs> right. But there are so many different vendors around and in the area and just like Minneapolis, Minnesota, just in general, because we get a lot of vendors that come from the cities as well. And so I think that's one thing. Like, how are you researching your vendors? How are you yeah. finding who you want? Let's say like through word of mouth, through social media, mm-hmm. like... How do you know which one is actually the one that you want? And so there's a lot to decipher through there as well, which will also, I know that you had to pick your planner in order to um, get this far, but then your planner can also help you and say, I've worked with these people before, because that's the best advice, honestly, is if you have a vendor friend, they can also help say, you should you should go to this person or check these people out. They were, were great with them. Um, well, we kind of talked about a little bit last week too, about having like our vendor lists here at the mm-hmm, venue. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's always something too, but I mean, social media is amazing. Like, especially when you're looking for photographers, like you can find hundreds of them on there, but mm-hmm. like that word of mouth recommendation or like so-and-so did your coworkers wedding six mm-hmm. years ago. Well, you know what seals the deal for me is if I see them on social media and I follow them already because I like the way their work is or like what, how I see their, you know, Instagram grid or everything that they post, which we've learned how hard Instagram grids. (laughs) Yes. And then getting the secondary word of mouth or someone giving the recommendation is like signed, sealed, delivered. If I get both of those where I'm already like, oh, I've already looked them up and I really like them. And then you're telling me that they actually are good signing up I'm I'm great I'm good this is exactly what I wanted I always feel like not that I've been wedding planning but there's other other areas in my life that I've you know seen it that way and it's the same thing if I have both it makes me feel so much more confident in the decision I'm making but you also see it on a different front like and being that like you're in this wedding industry and you see all these weddings every single day like you kind of have a little bit more of like a head start Mm -hmm. on this stuff I mean that's what was for me was I don't know it just felt like it was easier to plan because I knew the industry Mm -hmm. and I knew the vendors that I wanted to work with like immediately like we found I knew of all my vendors because I had worked with them before (laughs) like our photographer we had she had modeled for us at the venue and I'd been following her work for years and so we literally booked all of our people because we'd already had prior relationships with them Mm mm-hmm which is crazy to think about, but (laughs) yes, but some of the listeners listening maybe have not have had that like we do. So we're hoping that, um, by bringing people on and connecting with people that we're able to kind of help figure out your style and what fits for you guys too. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
then once you kind of get through that nitty gritty of stuff and you're finally figured out like where you're having it, whatnot, and you're getting to that planning, I think one of the biggest things you have to do is decide who's going to be part of your day. And it's not just bridal party, but just in general, like who's all going to be there. We already talked about guest list, um, but bridal party and maybe you're having host and hostesses and personal attendance. I honestly, picking the bridal party is so stressful. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people do it. Well, and I've had so many friends, not so many friends, but I mean, I've had a good amount of friends within the last like maybe a couple of years who have gotten married and we have a conversation where actually there's been a couple where I have kind of been in the beginning of friendships with them and then they've gotten engaged and gotten married and I've been in like at their weddings and been invited, but it may not have been, you know, at first, you know, I was added on because it's like, oh, we became closer friends. Um, and I'm friends with the other friends and stuff too. And so it's just crazy to think too, where we've had the conversations where if they would have, you know, we would have been friends just a little bit more before, or if they would have waited a little bit longer, I could have potentially, you know, been in their wedding or just been, you know, included in, in the invite list right away. Um, and so I think that that's one big thing is deciding on who your bridal party is and not doing it too soon because so much changes in a year of, uh, just our lives. Yeah. Relationships and life. And like mm-hmm. somebody that you're friends with, I mean, two months before the wedding, you could just like not have spoken to them in a year. Right. And I mean, that's hard because then it's like, well, do you want to keep them in your bridal party? Do you not want to? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, if you say you don't want them apart, somebody's feelings are going to be hurt. But oh, once it's done, it's done. Y- like yeah, then it's like yeah. you're in the wedding and y- then it's like, well, we're just not as close anymore. <laughs> yeah. We've had people like I've ha- not personally, but like at the venue, we've had people pull people out Mm -hmm. of the weddings before. And it's hard, but like, if it's something where you have a bad falling out with somebody, you just don't talk to them. Like I say, make the decision. Yeah. But it's a hard one, but I mean, it's your day. Yeah. And, but that's also why you shouldn't pick your bridal party two years out. When did you you choose yours? Um, a year and a half. That's pretty early. Yeah. So we got engaged in July of 2019. Nope. 2018. Cause we bought our house that year too. And then we got married February of 2020. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I love my bridal party. I still talk to all the girls all the time, but I should have stuck to my guns and had a smaller bridal party. Like I originally wanted mm-hmm. with either like nobody standing up with me or just like three girls. Like I had originally talked about, but I'm not the kind of person that likes the attention on me. Especially <laughs> so the more the merrier up there. <laughs> yeah. And, but like at the same time, it was, it was just for me, the day was so overwhelming already that like, it felt like, and I'm sure you'll feel this way too when you get married, mm-hmm. but like, you're so, or I was so used to like actually like running the wedding day and make sure like basically coordinating. Yeah. And that's how I felt on the wedding day. Yeah. More people, more coordinating you felt you had to do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so that, that, but that's just me. Like I've had some brides where they've had like 10 bridesmaids and I'm like, you go girl. Like, (laughs) right. You can handle this. But you you have to match the amount on the other side too, usually. So some people may not, you know, you have, you might have a certain number. You're like, oh, these are the girls I would have. And then, and then you're like, oh, well you have this number. So I have to match it. So you have to have like more or less from there. But why is that a thing? Right. Why does it matter? Like I had a wedding. You're good. <laughs> you, you go, you go. <laughs> I had a wedding last year and uh, I loved it because they actually had, um, 
they had maid of honors and they like walked down alone rather than being partnered with someone. And then each side had like couples. So like they were close to a couple and they went down the, the aisle together, like as on the same side, but they were a couple on the one side. And so they just like alternated sides too. And it was so cool and I loved it. And I kind of thought, you know, I would love to be able to incorporate this in some way because I really enjoyed that. And there's, there's people that like maybe like couples that I'm close to and I would want to be on there, but I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, if it were, you know, you only pick your girls, I wouldn't have that guy, you know, wouldn't go on the other side. So it'd be kind of cool just to be like, okay, yeah, let's do some couples here and vice versa. Oh, we've seen so many like mixed bridal parties too, though. Like we had a woman of honor a couple weeks ago oh, and I she, love was, it. she was great. She wore the sweetest suit too. Ooh. And she looked phenomenal. And then she had like some really sick Louboutins. Ooh. Like, oh, and they were full on Louboutins because I wanted to try them on, <laughs> but I felt that was weird. So I didn't ask. <laughs> but see the same size. Yeah. But it was, I don't know. Like I just... One thing that I love about bridal parties lately and like when you're going and picking them is there's no, there's no real rules. Right. Like be unique there. Yeah. You can do kind of whatever you want. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier is like maybe put all the bridesmaids in white dresses. Like I you can't tell everyone my secrets. Well, it's been done like four times. So whatever. It's not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I have, um, I have a thing I've been torn about this whole time. I'm like, I can't tell everyone what I have in my head because also I don't want everyone to know I have this all planned out in my head. <laughs> But I also want people to take my cool ideas. <laughs> we'll just tell Nick not to listen to like this section. I don't think episode. I have to worry about that. <laughs> we're going to make him listen. Yeah. Um, so when you and I were kind of like just interrupting each other a little bit, it brought, kind of brought me back to last week when we were doing our workcation where we're literally sitting at the bar and this, the bartender is asking us questions. Oh, yeah. And we literally answered every single question together <laughs> at the same time without knowing it we just kind of stared at each other and started laughing um, and he goes okay uh, sure yeah uh, uh, okay i mean we were just as surprised as him because <laughs> we like we didn't know we were we were in yeah very much in sync <laughs> yeah we didn't realize we were so well <laughs> um, but so for the bridal parties um i i think that honestly doing it a little bit closer like six months out is a little bit more maybe realistic for things um i think around that time you're also doing like your bachelorette party you know you bought not quite that early, but you still have time. I did mine about eight months early. You did? Yeah. Wow. I wanted, wanted to lay on a boat. So I don't think there's any real rules for that, but I well, just invited true. like my entire family and yeah. it was more like a cabin getaway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, but you still have time. Like if you do it six yeah. months out and you're siding, you're closer to them. You, you know, for sure that, you know, you're going to be close to those people that you choose. And then they're still get to go to the you know bachelorette party and showers knowing where they kind of stand in the wedding so I think that that's a good time but that's just my opinion but yeah I think like the biggest thing when planning a wedding is how soon is too soon to pick a date Mm -hmm. because I mean you're engaged you have all this stuff happening like you're researching all these vendors like one how do you come up with a date? And two, do you just wait a little bit? Like, and just like enjoy mm-hmm. being engaged? Like, how do you know when to get actually get married? Oh, I, and honestly, I think this is probably one thing that I've thought about a lot because you never know when it's going to happen. For any gal, most 
most it's the brides who are planning and uh, or there's one person in that's usually planning the more than the other and uh, you have to start you get to you don't know when you get to start planning pretty much you have to wait and you're just kind of sitting there waiting and then all of a sudden it's like okay boom go time now we got to think about it what time of year is it so like if you accident if you're getting engaged in in the let's say spring maybe you want a fall wedding and then you're either doing a fast like six month engagement or you're waiting a year and a half you know or two who knows how long you're waiting Mm -hmm. so I think that that really has such a big impact and you don't you can't ever you can't predict it and plan it now which is sucks for us to try and help you guys plan it and then we're not giving you the answer there but I think that you have to know what type of person that you are what type of planning planner you are. Yeah. Well, and like, it's like when you start, let's say you book that year and a half, two years out. Do you sit around and wait for six months or do you start booking immediately? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, let's say you have your heart set on a certain vendor and they don't start booking until a year out from your wedding date. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of stuck waiting for them to allow you to actually book. That's true. But it's, Every, every couple is different. Every vendor is different. And mm-hmm. it's so hard to know like what's I think the right thing to do. One good piece of advice is that if you know that you're going to want an exact date because it's, that's the only time that works for a family members and uh, working around everyone's schedule, book earlier than later because coming in and wanting something for the same year or a year out and expecting an exact date and not being flexible is going to make you more stressed out. You need to be a little bit open if you're planning for something specific. Or <laughs> I said that the wrong way. <laughs> you need to be a little bit more open if you're planning something in short amount of time. Yes. Yeah. And if you're open to just being whatever happens and flowing with it, then you have a little bit more time to, you know, be lenient, wait a while. You don't have to book right away. Yeah. Well, like what's so nice about like this wonderful freezing slash hot state we live in I mean you can there's so many venues around here that you can get married all year round yeah so I mean you can get married in the when it's 30 to blow out and it's gonna be nice and toasty here at Chankaska or at the Capitol right Mm -hmm. um and we can do our ceremonies inside as well so just don't get married in the tent and you'll be fine (laughs) well it's it's seasonal so you can't go out you (laughs) can't But the event center, you can do your ceremony and your reception inside everything yeah. all here and not have to worry about traveling in that, you know, and get a shuttle. So then your guests hardly have to worry about traveling at all. And you can do the same exact thing. Uh, ditto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, have you guys ever done an outdoor ceremony in the winter or not? No, okay. no, I have not. I have talked about it though. I think you'd have to have a really ballsy, really cool couple to do it. But mm-hmm. I'm surprised you don't. Could you imagine having like a... 30 person 15, 15 30 person wedding in like December mm-hmm. just in the vines and everything's kind of frozen over a little bit I mean it's Ooh. not pretty in the vines in the winter I'm oh, just kidding <laughs> um, over by the oak tree <laughs> but it is still pretty yeah like out there and I think it'd be cool because then you just like you have uh, you know we did in Creekside and then it would be like the fire could be over there too um and then you'd have all these blankets like you give everyone a blanket to cu- to cuddle up in and you do a fast ceremony like it's not any catholic ceremony out there so it's not like it's going to yeah. be super long and i think everyone would be down for it so i would love to have a ceremony outside we would you know plow the area make it good make it great and make it work i there's no rules and mm-hmm. i love that there's mm-hmm. no rules <laughs> um so now, 
I'm not, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here. I don't think all of our couples are engaged yet or all of right. our brides are engaged or well, all of our <laughs> listeners are going to be brides yet. Some of them are still probably living that hot single lot lifestyle. Right. Which is awesome for them. Awesome. Mm-hmm. A little jealous. And I mean, technically but. that is where I am. So holla at me. So thanks for being jealous. Um, but yeah, so we're all in different sp- spots. So like you're already married. That's why it's great to have you on here to like be able to say like how you did it. I think you'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm on, I'm in that boat where I'm not, I don't need a plan yet. I don't need to think about this stuff, but it's nice to start having these conversations. So then once I do get engaged, I have that information and kind of know what to do and how to plan. Um, but yeah, some people maybe it doesn't even, it doesn't even cross their mind yet. And that's fine. Do you remember being 10, 11, 12? When did Pinterest come out? How old were you? Like 15, 16? I have no idea. I I remember like, I remember being, you know, 16, 17, 18, God in high school Mm -hmm. and like planning my future wedding (laughs) on Pinterest. (laughs) And like, so it's something that every single not every single girl, but like for the most part, somebody has thought about mm-hmm. throughout their younger and mid twenties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's, it's always, it's always in the back of somebody's mind, mm-hmm. no matter, even if they say they aren't like somebody's going to be thinking about it yeah. at some point. In time. I've always not been like thinking about it in my head, but then kind of taking notes in my head yeah. this whole time too. <laughs> I remember being 20 years old and wanting daisies everywhere and burlap everywhere oh god well, like, that sounds like 2016 it, yeah, yeah it sounds <laughs> it sounds like an 18 year old dream right there right yes but we also have uh, listeners that are going to be married and have already been married and done this and so i think it's fun to also hear about their experiences and what they did during these these times and the, of the topics that we talk about so like we want to hear from you guys what did you guys do where what would you have done different that you did you know that of these topics yeah because i mean just because one we've seen weddings and i've planned and executed a wedding myself like we probably didn't do it all correctly Mm -hmm. like i know i didn't do a lot of things correct right and well trends change too so now looking at it and saying okay i got married this time what would i have done different now that i'm either somehow you know on social media and I see so many different things, things I would have loved to incorporate that I didn't think to do before or, um, so many, like, I mean, even in the last two years, so many trends, like mm-hmm. I want to have a champagne wall so bad. Right. And now you have a champagne wall. You know, I really <laughs> wanted that. But Mike said no. Um, <laughs> but like, there's so many trends that have changed and like, so hearing like all that cool stuff or even just like from, brides that are getting married or men that are getting married the cool ideas that they have mm-hmm. like or just what have you learned that you're like hey I would love for people to know this going into their wedding planning to not focus on this or focus more on this and think about this because this is what happened to me send us your stories tell us what you've been through so that we can tell people here and get it out there I cannot wait to do a you're married now what (laughs) because I have a lot of questions because I still haven't done half the stuff I'm supposed to do so please help me with that one we'll have some special guests on for that as well please tell us how to be actually married women because that that's the process people don't talk about enough Mm -hmm. and that's what's frustrating Well, we ain't stopping here, so we'll keep going with that. But we would love for you, um, we're calling calling you our regulars. 
So you can join us in our corner booth. Mm-hmm. And so we'd love to hear from our regulars. If you want to write in, like, tell us about your two cents of your experiences, venue shopping or planning or anything, you can go to our website, uh, www.thecornerboothpod.com. Or if you don't want to go to a website, you can go on our Instagram and just follow the link to our website and write in. We do have a little ask there, like little ask section. So Mm -hmm. you can just go over there, type in your quandaries. Everything is kept anonymous as well, Mm -hmm. um, just to protect everybody's privacy if you have something weird to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, But also, do not forget to follow us on social media. Please. Our Instagram is The Corner Booth Podcast. Our Facebook is also The Corner Booth Podcast, and our website is www.thecornerboothpod.com. And then you can follow us on social media as well. So Chancasco Winery, or our wedding one is Chancasco Winery Weddings. Chancasco Winery Weddings. (laughs) And then the Capitol Room is at the Capitol Room. And then we want to give some special shout outs as well. So the music that was in the beginning and this ending is um, by Colin Scharf. So you can follow him at Colin Scharf on Instagram or um, also follow at Goldmine Studios. And as always, or at least for today, our wine came from Chancaska. Yes. And we are drinking the Marquette. So get it. Ooh, that was a good cheers. Yeah. We're getting better at this. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us today, and we would love for you to, yeah, send more information, let us know what you want to hear about and how we're doing, and we will see you next week.